I am Grant Gustin, and you're listening to The Flash Podcast. Well, hello, buddy, and welcome to season four of the Flash Podcast. Your podcast for all things related to CW's The Flash, starring Grant Gustin as Barry Allen slash The Flash. I'm one of your hosts, Andy B. As always, thank you so much for joining us. If you're a new listener, I hope you're gonna enjoy the season of the Flash Podcast. If you're a return listener, welcome back. Get ready for a crazy ride because we have a crazy remainder to talk about, and luckily. I got the whole gang back together. You may have thought that they died because they've been gone for the last few weeks, but thankfully, my co-hosts are all alive. So I'm joined by the amazing, fantastical, beautiful, fantastic Amy Marie, Brittany Rivera, and Andrew Dice. How are you guys doing tonight? I did die. Then I was reborn. Oh, don't ruin this for me. <laughs> we're not. We're, we're not even. Five, we're not even five minutes. <laughs> I love Andrew's just kind of ugh, in the background. Yeah, I, I could uh, I, I could give you guys a long story about how much I've changed uh, over the summer, but it's fine because I ended up right back where we last left off. But I do feel a little bit brighter, certainly did more you have, energetic. Did you have a beard for a couple of minutes? I we don't <laughs> discuss that. <laughs> taken care of. <laughs> Okay, uh, Brittany, how are you doing? Are you, are you, were you dead? Did you, did you die? Did you come back to life and have a beard? I got a little frosty for a second, and then I changed my mind it's and fine. decided to be good, and then mm-hmm. went back to being bad. Sounds like a little bit of a conundrum. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you have a condition, Brittany. Like a Not bad again. No, not again. Gotta go see the doctor again. Okay, well, we don't have any news to discuss uh, this week, so we're going to jump right into the season four premiere of The Flash, episode one called The Flash Reborn. So let's just just do some first impressions and just kind of get the feel of what everyone thought about the episode. Amy, what were your overall first impressions of, of Flash Reborn? I will be really honest. I've I've been really busy this summer. I haven't been reading any uh, new stuff. I haven't been looking at photos. Haven't been looking at trailers. I saw the initial trailer that they showed at Comic Con. I was like, okay, great, it comes back. And I, I wasn't super stoked about this season starting. I was pleasantly surprised on how much I enjoyed this episode. I think that there were a bunch of different ways that I, I guess I had imagined it going. I did not imagine Crazy Barry. I thought Crazy Barry was very entertaining, a fun twist. Uh, Grant Gustin plays crazy real well. I was very <laughs> impressed. Um, I, I, I thought it was a good twist, a good way to bring things back. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. And that's, that's a good thing. You know, we're, we're getting into the later seasons, season four, a lot of shows 
as you get into the later seasons, you lose the magic, you lose the charm. And I was worried that that's what it was going to be like for me. Or I was worried that they were going to do six episodes before we got Barry back or that we were going to get emo Barry. And or in the, there was going to be some big insurmountable object that was going to take six season or six episodes to solve. So I enjoyed the Barry's back. Um, I'd be curious to see if you guys feel the same. Um, but overall, I was very pleasantly surprised with how much I enjoyed the episode and and even things like the fight sequences and the uh, new way that Caitlin is styling her hair and the way that Iris's hair is cut. I mean, little things to me made a big difference. And I was I was pleasantly surprised to get back in and feel like we were maybe going back pre Savitar era, if that makes sense. It felt like season one, maybe a little bit. A little bit more. It felt like the best parts of season one and two. Um, I'm going to reserve judgment for the you know until we see the next couple of episodes, but but I'm I'm encouraged by what we saw tonight that this is going to, gosh, it's its own pun. It's going to feel like maybe the show has been reborn a little bit from what I felt was stagnant waters from last season. Fair enough, Andrew. What about you? Um, I did not enjoy this episode as much as I hoped I would, mainly because I thought. I didn't think we were going to end in in such familiar territory. Like I was kind of hoping that I didn't want to be forced to ask the questions that I was while watching this. Like uh, I thought the return of Barry would be based on something more than we should bring him back. You know, uh, <laughs> well, it just makes the six months kind of hard to explain in my mind. So, and to be honest with you, a lot of where everybody ended up after six months was very confusing for me because it, in my mind, I didn't go. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess you don't usually like a season premiere usually picks up often like minutes after the finale ended because they'll end on a big moment where it's kind of rare that a show ends and then you go away for a few months and so do the characters. And I guess coming back to it, it just felt kind of, they weren't where I left them, but they really hadn't moved anywhere uh, particularly intriguing to me. And then it didn't really end, end up mattering by the end of the episode because they were all back. So I guess I'm just a little unsure uh, of where we're going here what is going to matter because I think we've just kind of talked about before the, the crutches that are used sometimes. And I can see some of them forming already, like reasons to keep secrets. And I, it's not, it's not what excites me. So, but I mean, I did not notice Iris's hair. I noticed Iris a lot. I liked her being in it and I liked, you know, obviously got my Joe seal in there, but um, I don't know. I guess I'm, it it did not feel like other premieres have felt maybe where they were really like oh guess it guess who's back you know it's the flash coming at you uh so maybe next week you know it's interesting that you mentioned the hair thing again because i wonder if it says something that that was one of the things that stuck with me from the premiere <laughs> i'm not i'm not kidding either like, way like, on is that, that yeah like is that is that a, is that a conversation that's that's worth having like uh, you know maybe maybe i had <clears throat> I don't know, different expectations. Maybe I didn't, I, I wasn't, I am, I love the show, obviously, but last season to me kind of ended on a meh note. So maybe I came in with an expectation of meh and this was yeah. better than meh. So maybe that's a different perspective to take yeah. 
I should have been more meh. Which is a terrible thing yeah, to be yeah. as a reviewer, especially because we love these characters so much. But I was I was super not meh about Crazy Berry. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, this is Grant Gustin is just, especially with some of those longer shots, he was just crushing it there. So. Oh yeah, that yeah. was top notch. Brittany, what were your impressions of the premiere? Um, I think it was a little bit of both. Like, I really liked some parts of it, and I was like underwhelmed by other parts of it i think for me mostly i wasn't expecting so much barry like i was really hoping for one full episode with no barry like that to me was so important and that was super disappointing like i really wanted a full episode of like how barry's absence was going to affect all of them and we got like 15 minutes of like how they were dealing and it was so interesting those 15 minutes it was like how are cisco and iris dealing in totally different ways about losing this really important person it was you know joe trying to be there wally trying to be there everyone was like you know dealing in their own way kind of cecile being part of this new family where it's caitlin what's she up to and then it was like oh and barry's back and it's all about barry again and like him being babbly and weird and the speed force and like oh now he's totally normal snap your fingers it's done like i really wanted like a full episode like, I felt like it almost felt like last season premiere all over again, where it was like, Flashpoint, we're so excited about Flashpoint. Like, it's going to be great. And it was like, oh, it's one episode and we're done. Like, so that was a little, I think, for me, disappointing. Because I was, I mean, like, I was, I've been so excited, like, looking at all the leaked pictures of, like, Kid Flash, like, being the Flash. And I was like, yeah, like, no Barry, it's going to be great. Like, one episode, just, like, Kid Flash doing his thing. And I think that was, for me, um, a little bit disappointing. But but Grant was was amazing when he did come back. And you know, the scene where Candace is, like, pouring her heart out to, to mm-hmm. you know, Barry and, like, telling him, like, how hard it was without him. Like, she was phenomenal as episodes. Like, all their moments together were really great. And the la- their final scene was really great. So, like, those stuff, those things I really enjoyed. But I really was like, oh, I just wanted one episode. Like, as obviously as much as I love Grant, I just wanted one episode just to see what, you know, you have to feel that presence, like, without him there. So I thought that would have been a better way to have to do it. Well, in many ways, we didn't really get our... Okay, here's the thing. And, you know, this kind of goes into my purchase of the episode. I am... I'm actually going to agree a lot with what Amy was saying, that I was kind of going to this premiere a little with low expectations. Uh, I wasn't meh, necessarily. Uh, It was just low expectations for me. Because I... I got burned by... You know, because when... And th- I-, I promise this is just a genuine comparison. But you know, when Air Season Three had kind of similar issues that Flash Season Three had, you know, all people kept saying Comic Con, you know, it's going to be brighter. You know, we're going to see the more like fun Green Arrow and all those things. So on. and then we saw what happened. So I kind of just didn't want to set myself up to be burned again. So I, even if the title is The Flash Reborn, even though producers keep saying this or this or this, or people, actors, writers say this, so I kind of just went, just want to see this. And then I will judge. So I was was surprised that it was that it wasn't as dark as I thought it was going to be. It was more. I mean, it did feel like like season one, season two in a way, in terms of like it was emotional scenes, emotional beats that I kind of enjoyed to watch. Like season three was just it was annoying because there was every episode that you know Team Flash they kept losing in one way or another, and it was al- it was almost rare to see them win for once. So. So like every emotional scene that was in this episode, any like any like dramatic moment, it didn't feel like oh season three dark. It felt like genuine, like realistic, smooth dark. If that makes sense, because yeah, I I 
Amy, I, because we, I didn't get to say this to you because we haven't, you know, it's been a while since we talked, but when, when I re-binged Season 3 of The Flash, I saw, a, like, my perspective of Season 3 shifted a lot. And that's kind of, that's when I started to understand a lot what you were talking about, like, during the, the later episodes of Season 3 and then during a retrospective and so on. So, like, I, yeah, I... I did set my expectations a bit low as well, and I, and I, I know, I know how Brittany feels. It's kind of like it would have been interesting to see what the show would be like without Barry for an episode or two. But again, this is kind of like where it gets tricky because the show is called The Flash, and Wally has been what Kid Flash for like not even a whole season, just like half a season or something. So it would have been weird either way for him to be The Flash. So. And I'm sure that down the line, we will see him become the Flash in one way or another. But, uh, and the thing was, I kind of just wanted to get over with it. I kind of just want to get him out so we can have fun again. Like, I didn't need to sit, sit, like, X amount of weeks dealing with, how do we get him out? What do we do? And so I was just kind of like, get, just find, like, a BS excuse and just get him out. And that's not to disrespect the episode at all. I love this episode so much. But for me, I was kind of at a point where I'm like, I just want to have fun with the show again. Just do what it was kind of almost like. How do I say it? It's almost like a get get out of uh, jail card, which which kind of was basically what they did. Uh, but like, just for me, I'm like, I'm gonna suspend my disbelief a lot for this, just so that I can say, you know what? Now we're back to what we love. Hopefully, we can get back to the magic that we used to have once, and just so that we can enjoy the show again. Um, is there anything that I'm saying because because I feel I'm just like almost ranting, even though I'm not intending to rant no i think it makes sense because it kind of sounds like we're all we're all on the same page with that yeah um so go ahead (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say let's get let's start breaking down the episode itself Mm -hmm. one of the things that we've all kind of hit on even just in our our initial discussions here is that we all have different concepts of what we had wanted from the state of team flash so let's talk about what happened you had wally and you have vibe uh team kid flash slash team vibe working to save the city, working with Joe. I thought that opening sequence was wonderful. I thought it was really entertaining. Um, Brittany, you said you had wished we'd seen more of that, though. I love, oh my God, I'm like, I, I know I always talk about Kid Flash, but seeing Cisco use his powers and have, like, total control and, like, that one scene where they, like, both end up on the street at the same time because, like, Cisco vibed there and Molly ran there and then Joe drives there. You're like, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> like, I just really, I definitely enjoyed that. Andrew, what about you? Were you were you a fan of this opening sequence, and do you wish it had lasted longer, or rather, do you hope we'll see more? Uh, no, you know what? I was I was a fan of it uh, mainly because Kid Flash is just having so much fun, and yeah, seeing Joe a part of it. There was a, a part of me that was wondering how easy, just because I've tried to coordinate people's rides to places, <laughs> uh, how difficult it would be to get. A speedster, a portal user, and a guy driving an SUV in the same place at the same time. But they pulled it off really well. So they've had six months of practice, which I thought was amazing. And I want more of that, definitely. Andy, what about you? Were you fond of seeing Team Flash work and Captain Iris? Oh, Captain Captain Iris. Now I kind of just want her... Oh my god, could you imagine her and Captain Lance driving the Wayrider together? I'm kind of just saying. I'm just, just throwing it out there. But no, it was... No, she... Um, It was a lot of fun. It kind of felt like reading uh, the opening page of a new comic book. Like, the first issue of something of just kind of like a warm opening. Which, you know, we haven't... I mean... This premiere was so different. So it was kind of nice if it once kind of like opened up with 
it wasn't like dramatic tense or anything. It was just like, you know, they're living their lives or continuing or whatever. And I thought it was very cute of Wally to be like, no, because we're totally Team Kid Flash. And I, everyone's like, no, we love you some, but ain't, ain't, ain't nobody feeling Team Kid Flash. <laughs> uh, not, maybe not this year, maybe next year. Um, but it was, no, it was fun. I thought it was just genuinely fun. I, I, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I'm never going to be able to take a villain whose name is Peekaboo seriously. Like, I just... I don't understand who, whoever created her in DC Comics. I do not understand why that was the name they went with. I'm like, were you so lazy that you had to go very literal base <laughs> because she teleports? Um, yeah, and when when she cornered them, did she say "dead bang"? Dead bang, fellas. What is that? I don't know. Or double dead bang? bang. Double ba- double bang. No, it's a they, they no because the tri- hmm. There were like four different parts of this episode that I rewound because I could not understand what people were saying. Uh, that was one of them. So, well, we're just, were they not talking Canadian, Andrew? No, sorry, that is. You know what? <laughs> sorry. No, no I <laughs> you have, know what? I have... I, it, yeah, maybe that is a, a no, not a Canadian. No, I didn't understand thing. Here it we don't either. Say and... dead no, I, I, I was, I was, <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, I was kidding. We don't in America either, you know. So it's okay. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. It's Andrew. I was just kidding. No, but like she. I don't know. Peekaboo is just like a, a whatever character to me. Like I don't get why she keeps coming back. But well, and why did she jump so short? Because wasn't her thing that she could jump wherever she could see? Uh, she, she had to see it. Maybe that was her easiest way. I, I, if if I scared. were, like, well, like if she, if 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 that were an ability that I had, I would think that the farther away you're going and the less of it you can see, the greater chance you have of missing it. So maybe three rooftops away was like the best combo between a far away mm. distance, but something she was also really confident she could land on. And, and you, she's also make maybe a little OCD. So regardless of the distance, she's like, you know what? Every <laughs> third building is fine. Amy, you sound quite experienced in this. Have you? Uh, is there something you want to share with the class? Have you been uh, practicing teleporting? Are she was in the writer's room for that one, right? Oh, right, right. She's she's actually Greg Belanti. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I just uh, sent him a text with my recommendations for the rest of the season. <laughs> uh, no, but it was it was a fun opening. It was nice seeing Vibe not just being used as a multiverse Uber. It was nice to see. I, he has, he's cool. He has, he has cool power. Sorry, go on. It's so funny because I was going to say that their, their ability to coordinate where everybody was going to get together. I'm pretty sure there's actually an app for that. The, the, where where you figure out where to pick everybody up, like <laughs> like it's not Lyft, not Uber, but I, I think there's actually like a like a rideshare app where you coordinate where everybody's gonna meet. So <laughs> if there's not, they should make one now. Anyway, I was genuinely thrilled to to have Steam Team Flash slash t- Kid Flash slash Vibe back. I thought it Team just, West, Team West. I was gonna say it should have been Team West. I, like Team I know, West, I know Team Michael. West and Team West. Team West and Cisco. Yeah, <laughs> I think he would have been game for that. I think I think Cisco in the Cisco. West. Yeah, Cisco, Cisco the, the West. that's also the best band's name. Also, oh because God. I would I would listen to them. I feel we ha- need to have a crossover now with the uh, what's the name of the band on the, that you guys do on the just Su- on Legends Time Suicide Time Suicide and then oh, wow. Cisco in the West. Yes, that's great. And, it can be our open. They're, they're and, going on tour and, and, jo- and Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> oh no thank you nope you haven't, even wa- you haven't even watched Riverdale Amy 
I don't oh, know. Is that a reveal? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's not, the, not, the, not the movie. <laughs> the, band, not, the band on Riverdale. Yeah, that's not, their name. Not Josie the Pussy, the movie. Uh, Josie, Josie the Which Pussy is a great movie, anyway. Yeah, it, yeah oh, anything okay. Rosario Dawson is in, it's cool. So, um, no, but like, it's, it's from the show, not the movie. That would be weird seeing, like, three I, old women <laughs> together with a bunch of young people. I think the thing that, like, so we have, like, the state of everybody, like, oh, it's like everyone's, you know here's where everybody's at and then they're like oh and julian went to london and that like made me so mm. mad because right. they had this whole thing where they were like we'll discuss you know where tom felton left because he's not coming back to the show it will be a big you know it'll be a thing and like that's <laughs> how you get rid of him like like he he told caitlin he loved her and then pieced out back to london because she like well, she didn't kinda... say i love you back she... like that's the kind of guy you are julian like okay she got oh, into no. a whole leather phase though <laughs> You know, she I'm, took a job like, at a biker bar. I feel bar. like they could have just been like, oh, you know, his mom is sick and he needed to go back home to take care of her. Like, give him an What's out. Wrong that, with like... you? Why would you want his mom to be sick? Okay, no, because, like, <laughs> she's a logistical <laughs> reason to go back. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, I don't, I just don't think, like, his science in London is a good enough excuse for him to, like, like, the growth that he had last season, becoming part of the team, having feelings for Caitlyn, like, he was in it. Even if she was definitely not in it or didn't have the same yeah. amount of feelings, like, he was in it. And, like, you know, I'll stand by you, you're a killer frost, whatever, I don't care. And then he's like, and I'm out. Like, I feel like it, he, he would have been like, oh, poor Julian, his mom's, you know, sick, he had to go back to London, I'm glad he's taking care. Just something that more than just, like, he's in London, I feel like that would have been. Or he got, like, a, like an England-based grant for some new yeah, science like, project. Like, something that... Something that super cool. Yeah. Well... Oh, jo- Julian is yeah. out, but he 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 was bitefully shoved out of the show. <laughs> no, I hope I hope he comes back at some point. But Tom Bellin is good. Yeah, I was gonna give him that option too. Like they weren't like, and Julian died horrifically. Like they gave him the oh option to God. come back. <laughs> <That would've> been... <laughs> Six months have gone by. HR is gone. So is Julian. Every... Everybody dies. <laughs> no, we're not. No, no more depressing deaths in this in this show. I can't deal with it. HR was just too much for me. Even though I was kind of glad I, I didn't go. I have to. Where point was out Harry? Just, where the hell was Harry? Uh, well, Sorry, go on. Where was Harry? Oh no, where is? Well, I guess. I well, was he with Tina or no? Uh, what was Tracy? Tracy uh, again. I'm assuming Andrew, they've just started and, their own love affair now. And, oh, and, Andrew, it's. It's not the, you kept doing this in the season finale too, or in during the summer season. That's not the same. That's not the same match you fell in love with. Kind of. I mean, if you <laughs> no, if you fell in love with somebody and they died and then you met them from a different Earth, so it's, I feel it's like basically, you would still basically be like, Doctor Who. Like, yeah, yes. Just give it a shot, you know. I think it'd be an interesting concept. I definitely yeah. forgot well, that Harry had died, and when they were like, or HR had died, and when they were like, we buried HR, I was like, oh my god, they had a funeral, that's right, HR died, like, I definitely I, forgot. I think because we were sad. also, I think we were also busy focusing on the fact that, thank god that we didn't, like, that our Flash Podcast finale episode wasn't going to turn into up, to, turn out to be some sort of big denial episode, like we did the <laughs> People think, oh yeah, my god, what if true. Iris is actually dead? Um, no, but the whole, I mean, I will say that I get that why there was no place for June on the show because maybe they, they don't they didn't have any arc for him. If they didn't have any stories for him, then what's the point of having on the show? Now, I will agree that his, well, he went back to London or whatever. I'm sorry, didn't he have like issues with his family because like, they didn't like what he was doing like for his living? Yeah, I thought that he was left implied, England right? to get away from his family. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. or maybe the he world found. May never know. Maybe he found a special girl. Maybe uh, he's on a dig somewhere. Ooh, Indiana Julian is back. 
What if he went to a different Earth? Like, I thought that'd be so cool. Like, oh, yeah, no, he's currently there, like, Earth Swap. And he's over on, uh, he's on Harry's side. Let's just say he's on Earth yeah, or hang, he's hanging out with Jesse or something on Earth Look, 3. Okay, no, no, he went to see Emma Watson and say, hey, you look like a character that looks like me in this movie. And there's people on, on don't, Tumblr don't that says we should force your Harry Potter ships. Oh god, no! I'm doing I a don't, separate. I, don't even with Hermione. You can't. It's not. They a have. Thing. A, they have Gross. a. They have a name. Oh, everything has a my name. My friend, they have a dark side of the web. Oh, everything has a name. I want to point out that maybe the thing that bothers me because I've. Uh, I don't know if I want to even talk about like real life. Like reality is no excuse for fiction. I just felt like. It was very hard for me to buy where particularly Joe and Iris and Cisco ended up emotionally because Iris and Joe, when they were having their conversation, if you asked me in it which one of them wants to move on and which one doesn't, I don't know that I could tell you because I feel like they flipped flopped on that. Like uh, Joe – was saying the responsible thing about, you know, well, maybe we should have a funeral and, you know, say our goodbyes. And Iris was like simultaneously, he told me to be strong, so I am being strong, but also I don't want to do that. You know, like, and then clearly not moving on. It just felt very, I, I, I'm disappointed that Iris sleeping on the couch because she could not go on living in her own life was only revealed to us after Barry returned. Well, no way, well, hold on. We no, saw no. We saw the scene when she went home. Like it's like in the first. Oh no! Well, okay, a, a pillow on the couch. I'm sorry. There's a blood no, pillow I, on the I couch. I understood that right away. Like I think that's something that we were meant to get right away because that it's it's the it's the hiding behind the strength concept. Uh, yeah, the maybe, compartmentalization. Yes, and I and I let me maybe reword what I was trying to say. I would have I feel robbed of getting to see Iris living without him because that feels like where this show was absolutely left at the finale was okay Iris you got to be strong like you know let's see how you do this and I just feel like that was the emotional side of those storylines that particularly Joe and Iris have nailed like just crushed in the past the one scene they had about Barry felt like very melodramatic. Like it was not, I did not see Joe made sense, but I just could not get my head around where Iris was. And like, maybe they knew he was going to come back by the end of the episode. And I didn't (laughs) because they were saying, you know, he's, I don't know. It was kind of, cause then I think Joe also said, we don't know that he's not coming back. So, it was it was a weird like I mean he is guy like he's not coming back like he said his goodbyes and went with his mother into like speedster afterlife it just felt so weird to me that they started off in limbo when well I can't really it was blame a, them in this universe anyone can no come but it was, back. It was how many times uh, the Lancers just come came he was by not at this killed. point he was not killed by someone this isn't Ronnie like. Barry said, I know this is my calling and I want you all to go on living and be happy because I know that I'm going to be. And like it was treated at the time as a chance for him to have peace. And then when we meet all of them and all of the characters are just in bad places in in terms of like, well, I want Barry back. I want Barry back. That felt like kind of 
someone could have said, like, we're disrespecting his sacrifice if, if we're still saying, well, we should drag him out of there. Like, if, <laughs> maybe that was the turning point for me. It was when Cisco said, like, literally, well, I know how to fix it now, so let's just bring him back to life. I was getting horrible Buffy flashbacks of, like... Season six? Yeah, like, we are not... This is such... It was so... Did not jibe with the finale to me that by the end of the episode, I knew why. They had no intention of doing any of that. So, again, I need to be more meh. That'll be my new hashtag is be more meh. And then I'll I, be like, yay, Barry. Yeah, not I like, if, yeah. I wonder if the thought that what you're trying to get at is that that the, the, the disrespecting a sacrifice bit is a, is a very interesting thing to think about. I wonder if that's what they were trying to get Iris to portray and it didn't come across that way. Because I didn't understand her motivation for not wanting to get him back. Now, if her motivation for not wanting to get him back was Barry sacrificed his life so that we could have a life, let's move on. If she had made that more obvious and clear, I think that I would have bought her motivation a little better. But then, yeah, like you said, Andrew, you had you have Joe who says we need to grieve and move on, but also he may come back one day like they they didn't have that's interesting i didn't i guess i didn't think about it that deeply i i wasn't well really in in thought with that well here's the thing i was kind of confused too why iris was so against the whole idea until Brittany was when she was lying to me that, that she said one sentence that kind of made sense to me and uh, let me see if i can pull up the tweet because that's like when she said when Brittany when you tweeted it, i was like okay now it makes sense this is why iris is so I don't know what I don't want to say. What's another What's another different word for pessimistic that isn't as like harsh? Um, a realist. Yeah, a realist maybe. Yeah. So like, okay. So here's what Brittany said. Uh, Hope is a dangerous thing. So I understand why I isn't willing to believe Barry is coming back. When as soon as I saw yeah. it, I'm like, this makes total sense. And the thing is, like, I ex I didn't expect everyone to be on the same state of mind anyway like i didn't expect them all three of them to either think he's never coming back or all three of them to think oh he's coming back we just have to keep fighting hard i like the fact that everyone was so divided and um yeah you know what and that's even like i don't want to sound like i'm harping this i just enjoy like taking the story and, and twisting it around and you sound, if really, it had angry. Been you sound like, really angry though <laughs> <laughs> no if it had been like if cisco had said to start if they had discovered that, like, I've been looking into getting Barry out, and they then voiced their opinions of, no, don't do that. We talked about this. You know, yada, yada, yada. Well, it might work, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Then they go home and part ways. It's like, okay, this is something that has been – I get it. I would expect this to kind of be a thing that's talked about. Then have the samurai guy show up and Cisco be like, well, guys, and then be like, crap. Well, I didn't want this, but, like, I guess so. It was just – it felt so contrived that it was all in, like, I, one conversation. I was about to say contrived is the best word, okay. which <laughs> is the nature of a, a television series. And a thing when, yeah. you, when you have someone who you've literally sent into Speed Force Afterlife, how do you bring him back? Um, and I guess what we're saying is we're, we, we – the actual – Having him back like Crazy Barry to me, I thought that was very interesting. But I feel like there was so much farther that they could they could go could have gone with that. Um, and Andrew and I were just talking about this. Um, 
that there could have been some more lasting repercussions from his crazy. Because as I was watching it, I thought, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's going to be crazy. Obviously, they're going to get him back somehow. But what if the crazy stays with him? What if there's some sort of, um, like, almost PTSD, some sort of mental impairment that comes from that? That would have been fascinating. Seeing him all bright and shiny and reborn to me, if anything, that feels contrived. So I'm hoping that the writers do intend to go down that line, that down the line they do say, okay, whatever he happened, like he, he said he doesn't remember anything from the Speed Force. Maybe as it starts to come back to him, he's going to start to experience that because I would be a little bit disappointed if all of the symbols and all of the story in this house be bitching, if all of that was just... <laughs> for the moment for this episode i would be very frustrated if there's not a long-term plan with it but i would hope that that long-term plan would have been set up in this episode and it doesn't feel like it was i i I wish that there had been some sort of like like if he had gone home like if he had gone home and the episode had finished with him writing on his the mirror in his bathroom like writing the symbols up Mm. again even though he doesn't remember it like like that to me would have been like oh all right something else is coming i i I would be i'm going to be very frustrated if there's no callback to what happened to him which Mm. could still very well happen but doesn't suggest it well here's the the way that the the producers kind of been implying is that the only thing that he's kind of left behind the speed for is like all the emotional baggage. Uh, they never really. Uh, Grant has been open in saying that you know we're not going to see what happens to what happened to him in the speed force. Uh, but again, at that point when he did the interview, that was maybe when they just read maybe the first six, seven episodes or something like that. We don't know what could happen in episode ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, etc. Uh, I'm sure that those symbols may or may have something to do with Fink- the finger down the down the season i i just don't get why he they would just spend like hours of coming up with these symbols and writing the script and whatnot and whatnot and then not put it to use in any way later down line in the season so i expect them fully to at some point maybe in the second half of season four to make sense of it that it's going to be like an algorithm or like a code yeah or oh, you know what maybe the house is is beeping is maybe like who knows? Maybe it's going to cry out on the earth. I don't know. It could be. It could be like each letter stands for something. How would be <laughs> if the crossover has the subtitle "This House Is Bitching"? No, no, no. It's already been confirmed. It's called "Cries on Earth X." Or Earth I also, I also want to say like, or even even have you know, it suggested that Barry came to enough in that cell that he realized I just can't share this with people. Yeah. That. Almost like what Buffy I mean, did, and that is a credit Willow. to him because in a lot of other shows, I would say this is stupid; it's a contrivance. But if that was coming out of Grant Gustin's mouth, I would totally buy it. Well, he, maybe they're doing what they did with Buffy when he, she didn't tell Willow in season six that they actually pulled her because they thought they were pulling her out of hell, but she yeah. was actually in heaven this whole time. That's why she kind of re- she kind of resented the team, like for the first like. I mean, episodes. Rampant spoilers for Buffy happening right now. I'm sorry, season six is the worst season of that show. I don't care if I'm spoiling anything. Go on. Shots fired. I mean, what did you enjoy season six of Buffy? I enjoyed every season of Buffy. Oh my I've god, I've never seen Buffy. Well, you should see oh. watch season one to five, and then seven because watch six, six is, first. Six is garbage. <laughs> Obviously, that's the best one to start with, from what I'm hearing. No, oh, oh you know, you know what? They, um, they. C- they do the the gay trope. They're killing the gay trope. So, 
by three random losers who had were the worst ones on the show. Andrew, I will fight you over this till the day I die. I will never. Andrew in it? Well, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. And, well, I see. Anyway, moving on. Wait, I... Okay, bring it, right in, bring it in, boys. All right. I say we've covered. We had kind of cop topics that we wanted to to- cover this episode, but we've kind of just discussed them all. So. Uh, I think Caitlin Snow is something we haven't touched on yet. Yeah. Well, I want to kind of just... Ask <laughs> one... like, we're not done yet. <laughs> no, 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 one thing. <laughs> well, the... I just said one thing about the Buffy arc. <laughs> <laughs> delete your account, Andrew. Just delete it. What What? What did everyone think of seeing Iris as a leader? You know, we see her having a very different... No, never mind. that was Brittany's point. I'm so sorry. You go for it, Brittany. I mean, you can go for it. <laughs> I wasn't going to stop you. No, I'm so... I'm, I'm the worst person. See, Andy, what you did, you made me distract that. Anyway. Feel, Andy, how did you feel about it? Because you seem passionate about it. I thought it was great to finally see her having... Seeing Iris having some agency on this damn show. I mean... Yeah. I'm, I'm glad... I mean, I'm, I'm disappointed it took four years for them to figure it out. But I'm glad they, they found a way. And I hope it's not just like, oh, after a couple episodes, she's just going to step down. I'm like, no, Iris, uh, Iris, you be the, look, just be co-captains or something. Like, just, I, I just, because they're clearly not going to give us any big focus on her journal- journalistic uh, career. Like, it's going to be in the background. Like, she will write some stuff every once in a while. She will maybe lie to a couple TV shows. And then, I don't know, like, I I, I kind of want to see Iris write entertainment now, but I know that won't happen. But I, I, it was nice seeing her as a leader. It was nice to see her. It was just nice seeing it in a different light, and I hope that continues. Um, I, I thought you guys you guys would have also something to say about her being team leader, but maybe, I don't know. I mean, did you guys at least like it? I really liked it, her as, yeah, I liked, I loved her as a leader, and I, the only part, I just was mad when the other people, like, because I feel like, I felt like everyone was, like, respecting her, they all were getting along, you know, she really had was in charge and then it felt like when caitlin came back they were kind of like oh let's go behind iris's back and like not tell her that we're gonna go get caitlin to like bring barry out of the speed force i don't know if it had to do with caitlin i think it had to do more with like that iris didn't want them to get barry out of the speed force and she wasn't willing to like risk that and they had you know talked about it and that was there's as we, andrew was saying before that was you know, Barry's choice to go into the speed force and they didn't really want to like pull him out and stuff. But then they like, kind of went behind her back and she showed up at the, you know, track. and was like, what's going on? Or when they showed up, you know, back at the office and she was like, what's going on? And they kind of were undermining her. I thought that wasn't really cool because they had set her up as like, oh, she's the leader. Everyone respects her. Like they're having a great time. And then all of a sudden they're like, and also we're gonna not tell you things that are going on. I enjoyed seeing her um, as like a captain character, but I agree, Brittany. Um, it, it this all goes down to 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 a confusion on the lack of the underlying motives of what they all wanted. Um, you know, I feel like obviously we shouldn't they shouldn't have to sit down at a round table and be like, "This is my goal for this," or "This was this has been my goal for my life currently since Barry left us." slash since Barry died. So I think that was the big premise. Or the, the difficulty is that the characters hadn't quite decided it, what does it mean? Is he really gone? Is he dead? Should we think about him as dead? Uh, you know, it's it's so tricky and it's it, it's striking such a chord with me for such a... It's re- making me think of another show where something like this happened and I cannot put my finger on it where someone 
was gone and they had to basically assume that person was dead even though they weren't and i cannot put my finger on it and it's going to drive me nuts and it's going to randomly strike me over the next couple of um days or something maybe it was a character who left oh i know what it is it's chicago pd one of the main characters the actress didn't come back this season and they're like not even really mentioning it they're sort of mentioning it but not enough so it's it's a weird situation um it kind of felt like they were trying to figure it almost felt like grant gustin left the show temporarily but they couldn't figure out i don't know it was very mixed moshed and not comfortable so maybe that was half the problem that i had with with the episode yeah, all this is good... to say that i appreciate iris a lot oh yeah <laughs> For a second. And, her, and, and i have to also shout out her amazing outfits i mean every season she has great outfits but i feel like this season especially she had like very professional like business like work like i'm here to work outfits like I was just loving that, like, white shirt and the pants. Like, I just always need to shout out the costume department on The Flash because they do great things for Iris and everybody. And, and uh, uh, Caitlin's outfits were killing it. This She had the leather jacket. I was like, I'm here for everything that's happening with the ladies on this episode. I'm just glad we didn't have to see that freaking killer slash murder jacket again. <laughs> like I, I'm gonna have murder like <laughs> well, remember, well, I mean, remember like how we first called like you know that's like the murder jacket, but then she became she be- she killed Sa- Savvy Barry, and then it be like no, now it's the now it's the the killer jacket. It's a it's a good jacket. I'm just saying. It was just, but it, I was like, I just get PTSD seeing it. But I'm like, oh my god, I'm seeing her just being stabbed over and over and over again. Just be, not just because the show freaking showed us that in like previously on the Flash, Iris dies. <laughs> Um, uh, for listeners who may notice, uh, Andrew is uh, his he lost his internet. So Andrew Andrew has been pulled into the Speed Force, and we are carrying on without him. Oh. As expected, we are going oh. to just keep running. Are we, okay, are we making fun of this episode? Or are we actually like <laughs> I don't I can't tell anymore. Just did you guys even like it? Or just making fun of everything? I think I think both. Like I think yes, I I like it, and I also like making fun of it. Like it's part of the fun. It's like you love this show because like yeah, that's yeah. How, why I love Legends so much. It's ridiculous, you know. That's why I love this show. Like it's just like it's so it's so great. Like you like, know. Well, just... okay, so here's. So there, the, the 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 samurai dude takes Iris Samuroid. into this field, and and Cisco is like, they're going into a field, and there's something else there, and his face gets so like his face just drops. Like I'm like, oh my god, what is there? Like a a a, a horrible, completely a nuclear, a nuclear power death, plant, a nuclear like... power plant, or some sort of like fissure into another galaxy? No, it's a wind farm. In the last six months, they've built this wind farm in Central City that we've never heard of or seen before. Killer wind farm. <laughs> Mur- murder wind farm. <laughs> I'm like, what is... What is <laughs> he's going to fly into some wind? Is that the... Like, his face, it was just so unnecessarily dramatic. Like... See, I was gonna, and I was just, just going to say, like, what, what was the point of that whole samurai thing? But I like that at the end it was like oh wait like well, we'll like, get there the, we'll the get point there of this villain you're like oh this is stupid and then well the only reason they did it was because they can make that uh, because they when he lifted up wally and um the flash that's actually a cover from the flash comics yeah I, that was cool i definitely enjoyed that part but i think i like i mean if we want to jump ahead for a second i liked that it connected to the thinker and that we saw like the big bad right away and it wasn't like this whole big secret like oh a robot i wonder where this is from like it was like it's a robot it was made oh who made it it's this guy right here he did it it's the bad guy like you know i like that there was no 
It wasn't drawn at. It wasn't this long, tortured thing that we've known about since, you know, Comic-Con. You know, we know who it is. Let's just show it and, like, let's let's do it. Let, let's get in this, with All this right. bad guy. All right. Before we get there, we have to talk about another um, possible villain? <laughs> <laughs> you mean Caitlin Snow's alter ego? If that's what we want to call it. Or the one-eyed dude. The one-eyed dude? Did she, did, she straight, did she straight up murder him? Uh, I think so. With, like, okay, with her horrible puns. I love you that when she turns into don't Killer make me, Frost, don't she make me automatically frosty. turns on her bad pun mode. Like, it's like, I'm an evil villain, and also I have the worst puns. Don't and make, and her, like, Khaleesi hair. <laughs> Who's Khaleesi? From Game of Thrones. Oh. Which one? Which one? Khaleesi? Who's Khaleesi? <laughs> it's a new giraffe at the safari park. I'm not even kidding. We named our new giraffe Khaleesi. That's amazing. Well, I I'm, know I'm, the I'm, mother I'm, of giraffes. Oh, so that's who we... I, I thought Emilia Clark played, played Cersei. Oh, God. This sh- this, that show confused me. Okay. Um... No, she killed him with his puns. Don't make me frost me frosty. You don't you don't you would not like me when I'm frosty. I'm like, did she just like steal the hoax punch? That line? was I actually loved that line. I was like just like Oh, and Cisco like, said like, Excelsior. Giggling. I was just like, This is amazing. And Cisco said Excelsior. Oh, did he? I didn't notice that. Part. I noticed that. That was cute. But uh, yeah, so How does um, this work? How does this work? I I think that they are making Caitlin full not not Jean Grey. So we had kind of thought thought about that last season with the, the Jean Grey um, concept that there was um, that she turned evil and that she couldn't reverse. And so now it basically seems like there's two distinct personas living in Caitlyn's body. One is associated with the powers. One is not. The one that's associated with the powers is Killer Frost. So I think that they've we complained last season that they didn't make it clear enough. I think tonight they kind of reworked how everything is and have now made it very very clear that there are basically two distinct personas fighting for dominance in her body which makes a lot of sense it's going to be really interesting um uh, I, I, and it i what i what i'm curious about and hope i they delve into is does one know what the other side is doing so if caitlin is fighting 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 killer frost is killer frost the whole time fighting for dominance are there like two different thought processes um or is it or is one unconscious of the other or is one directly related to, it sounds like basically killer frost is directly related to rage um, or even fear, which would be an an even more in depth, interesting. More like danger. It kind of reminds analysis. More like danger. It reminds me of the superhero dub. That's going to be, you know, one of the Titans characters, you know, when she, I think she can only become dub. She can, she can only become dub by saying dub, but only when she's actually in legit dangers. I almost wonder if that's kind of something they're borrowing from. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting, but I I, I do appreciate or, that it's now. Go ahead. Does it also kind of reminds me of like Enchantress from like Suicide Squad? That's like the only reference I have of that character. But like where she's like too like she kind of changes into like something else. Like and you know it's like there's like you said there's two people like fighting. And I, I don't know. I I like this this Kate. I don't this Caitlyn Frost and or Killer Frost and Caitlyn. And I've kind of liked this. I feel like a lot of people seem to be really negative about it and putting down like that like it's a negative for her character like a for a woman character to like be oh she's like an an ice queen which i don't see as a problem like as a female like oh it's another woman character who's like an evil ice queen but i don't think that's a problem 
Like I think, well, it's not because, really a problem. It's just that because we've known Caitlyn as as a nice, compassionate, intelligent woman who is now facing this problem. Like who, it's another part of her. Like another, like you said, almost like another person, like taking over her her brain, like fighting for like that control over her mind. Like these two different personalities coming in, and I think it's like interesting more than anything else, more than like a problem. Of a character, I think she's. I think she's. Um, I think Caitlyn is more interesting now than she was in the past because I honestly never thought about Caitlyn for the first two seasons of The Flash. Like, oh, she's nice. Like, she's cool. I like her. I don't really care about her and Ronnie. And the second she became Killer Frost, I was more interested in like what she's doing and you know what her her motivations are. Her story is like you know all of that kind of stuff. I'm really I'm really interested in like her journey as a villain and like coming out of that, you know, embracing her villainous side. Cause I enjoy that her like embracing her villainous side in some ways, like at the end of this episode, when she kind of switched it on and was like, you know, that guy kind of grabbed her in a bar and she switched it on. I was like, do not touch me. I was like, I mean, especially like this week, I feel like every woman wishes they had that power to like, just turn on like your, you know, the side where you can just like take down any guy who, you know, tries to cross you. I thought that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I like I like that she can just like become this awesome like cool character, but I think it depends on like how how it plays out. Like at the end, then she, all of a sudden she starts changing back. Like that was I was like, oh, what's going on here? Like she can, seems like she has the power to control it, but maybe not maybe not fully. Well, I I was looking a lot at what Amy was saying that as one of the possible ways of that it is two personalities but the uh, the way i was debating in my um, review on tv fanatic this week i was writing the way i the the way i interpreted was that this could be it it would i don't think it's gonna be this way but this is what i see could see them doing is that uh, caitlin literally doesn't know who she is and i think maybe that's why like the power is not maybe so much as a persona but the power just is because she doesn't know who she is or what she wants the power doesn't really know what it wants and who it is so i almost wonder like if by the time she like if she accepts that this is who i am like she almost like becomes one with the other that like basically like she will like she will have full control of her powers she will be able to shift from Killer Frost to Hand and Snow and back and forth, and I think she—I don't know—it it kind of feels like a, it's like a symbolic or spiritual journey she has to go on. Um, so it could either be what Amy said, which I think is probably what it's going to be, um, or it could be maybe that it is more of a spiritual journey, and that it's not like—I mean, I mean, it would be cool if they could somehow find a way to separate. Killer Frost and Caitlyn Snow from each other, but at the same time, as Brittany said, it is kind of kind of fun now to see our Caitlyn having powers and see what she does with it. And we know she's obviously somehow gonna be be Killer Frost in the crossover because of the poster we've seen. So we know that it's like who knows? Maybe by then she has figured it out. Um, but I like this Caitlyn. I liked that she had edge, that she was very confident, and so on. And I, I did see that there were some people that were kind of like, "Oh, Joe forgave her way too easy for almost trying to kill his daughter, or whatnot." And it's like for me, it's how do I explain this? Um, yes, it was Caitlyn, but it wasn't really. It was Killer Frost. It wasn't really Caitlyn. And I don't know. It's like I get why the people are are mad at Joe kind of forgave her so easy, but at the same time, it's kind of like, but it was. I mean, he knows that it wasn't really her. Yeah, I have I have no problem with Joe forgiving her because she's part of the the family. Like no matter what, like it, 
Like, yeah, like, Killer Frost is a different person than Caitlyn. And I, I never thought for a minute that Joe would be like, no, I'm going to hold a grudge against you. And it'd be like a thing. Like, I didn't think yeah. that would, that would I, never be a thing. Joe's not, that's not Joe. And I wonder if it's something similar to, you know, and this is, this gets really deep. And I, I, I'm hesitant to say, to make this analogy because I don't, I don't have quite enough expertise to answer this. But I wonder if it's something similar to someone who, um, has a mental disease and is say schizophrenic and then they do something horrible and then they're put on medication and suddenly all of the 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 tragic um things that have been happening in their brain are corrected and it's like they're literally a different person and and you know so so i wonder if that's what it's like for joe is that you know that now the caitlin that was before was not the caitlin he loved and the caitlin he loved is now back and that's whom he chooses to love and forgive as opposed to holding on to that Caitlyn that wasn't that wasn't herself. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Like he he knows that's not it's not who she is. What did you guys think by the way, Sino, what did you guys think of the fact that Joe did Joe say that he kind of basically revealed this episode that he's religious? Yeah, I think he like was talking about how he just. I guess that's. I guess I like it was a part of like how they were all finding things they needed to kind of like cope since Barry was gone, and I think that was something that Joe found, which was interesting that that Joe, that Joe found religion to kind of help him since Barry hadn't hadn't been around. I thought it was just really sweet, and again, I it just makes me love Joe West even more. Like he. He is, he is a work cute together. I like that she's around. And one thing that we, we before we get to the last point is that we get a little mention. We get a, we get a hint now of what Caitlyn has been up to for the past six months. That she's been working with uh, one of the new villains that's been coming up this uh, this season, Am- uh, Aminette Black, who will be played by Queen Katie Sackhoff. Can we just talk about her for like a second? Because she go was for in, it. On, so she was Instagramming her. Her today was her first day on the Flash set. Like she was having her whole Instagram story, and her makeup's gonna be incredible because she had to get there like hours before everybody else because she's on Instagram stories and she's like, guys, no one's here on set. She's she's turned the camera and like the set is completely empty. The sun's not even up yet, and she's like, this is how early I have to get here for my makeup. Like that's because I so something's gonna be incredible. I can't wait to see what she looks like because she had to get to set super early this morning. She was like the first one there in Vegas. Like she, I mean, in Vancouver. I don't know why I said Vegas. Vancouver. She was so excited. Like I'm just oh, I'm so excited to see my fave on this show. Like oh, it's been too long since I've seen her in anything because I don't watch her other show. Amy, are you excited for Katie Sackhoff coming to the Flash? Yes. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why my voice sounded so low and husky there. I'm, but, gonna, um, I'm, I'm gonna keep that as a blooper for next time. I'm like, <laughs> next time Amy's excited. Yes. <laughs> um, so I randomly came across Sci-Fi a couple weekends ago when, incidentally, I had I, I had little work to do. Strangely, um, Amy had a free day off. Lots, that never I happens. had like <laughs> like a day and a half off. 13 hours free it was astounding they had a, a um battlestar galactica marathon on the weekend oh, nice. and so i haven't seen battlestar galactica in a long time and it was a really really fun to rewatch and i'm like dude you guys dude you guys this is gonna be so cool this is gonna be so cool she's gonna be on the flash and she's gonna be a villain like oh i can't ah, wait to see her as a fatty so good see <laughs> it's a cool thing we're stoked and he's gonna be one of the rogues it's like 
Well, and what a cool name she's gonna. She's gonna be blacksmith. I'm just saying. And, I, and also, I didn't. I must have missed the casting for the mechanic because it was like buried with the. Because I had to Google it. Because I was like, who is this this girl at the end? And we talked about with, like, her Comic Con episode. <laughs> We were well, on that episode, Brittany. We were talking well, about her. No, it, it, but I think it came with. I think just I had forgotten because it was like in the same, you know, Danny Trejo and all this other stuff's going to be on. And I was like, so I'd forgotten until I like watched. I was like, who is this person? And then I like Googled and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. But I think I was like, oh my God, there's going to be so many like female baddies this year. I'm excited. But yeah, I totally, her code, I totally forgot her white that. Code, I, had, I knew that she was there. Her white coat was pretty dope. I'm just saying. Like. You, women get to wear the coolest stuff. Us dudes, we just wear boring stuff all the time. <laughs> Man, uh, no, I but mean, I. Hmm? Grant had some good uh, facial hair, and you know, lack I, of clothing, I, lack of clothing going on. I loved episode. his speed force stubble. I really did. <laughs> but it was my a, favorite. It was a was a, was that a stubble? It was like a full on beard. <laughs> <No. laughs> what like what a, did Andrew yeah, call it? Like, it? A... like four day old. Yeah. It was, oh, you know, it was speed force scraggle. That's what yeah. it was. <laughs> There's so but many it was old- cleaned up by the time that by the time that, that that they got there cecile had done a little bit of work like when he first came out of the speed force it was he was all like real awkward old man redneck berry and then you know, cecile probably like cleaned it up a little bit and gave him some clothes so he looked better <laughs> i mean what a dick the speed force must be if like they took his clothes like i wrote it in my like things i want to see in season four of the flash and one of the things i wrote was like for the speed force to be elizabeth dick that i published today and what happens is Speed Force ended up being more of a dick by taking all of his clothes. Like, what the hell? Like, that was like expensive funeral clothes. I'm just saying. Tangent. Um, King of Snow. Do we have anything else we want to say about King of Snow? Are we, we seem to be a little more, like, excited this time. Because last year, we, I think we were mostly confused what was going on with Kayla Frost. I think your the point about her confidence was, like, a big thing. She was definitely just, like... Like, she looked awesome at that bar. Like, she was, like, kind of, oh, I, all right, I'm to say, sorry, I, I just thought of, I was having a conversation with um, someone on Twitter, and I think, I think I'm starting to be, like, a little tiny bit of a Caitlin Sisko shipper, because, like, this episode, like, they were just so cute, and, like, I feel like it's really, they're, like, because, um, Constar, her name, her oh, Twitter Con- name oh, Con- is Constar. Con- Con- uh, that's for her Black yeah, Lightning Con- Co- right. podcast co-host. DC TV podcast fam, she was tweeting and she was saying that she was like, I think they're starting to lay the foundation for like Cisco and Caitlin. And last season, I like you guys remember, I was super, like, I'm always super against it. I'm like, can't they just be friends? And for some reason, I think just like their witty banter and their very like loving like friend relationship, it just seemed like it was like a little bit more than that this time. And I'm like, I'd be okay with it, honestly, if they were to slowly not, I'm saying like it better happen by the end of the season. It cannot happen next episode. But if they were to slowly like lay the groundwork and you know plant the little seeds and make them have like a, a slow relationship where he supports her as killer frost and like they come together i'm i'd be okay with it mm, i i i'm <laughs> no i first of all here's the thing until caitlin gets her her stuff together no more freaking love interest for her because we know that it never goes well for for her in the romance department i'm just saying and also like just because Fitzsimmons pulled it up doesn't mean that Cisco and Caitlin has to do it too. I kind of just, I don't see it. Like, no disrespect, but it's just like, I, I mean, Amy and I have talked about this for four years now. It's kind of like, it's a, whenever Caitlin gets a love story, it's just when it drags down her character. I just, I mean, I'm not, I, I can't speak for Amy about how, regarding this kind of possible shit, but I don't want to see it happen. Plus, Gypsy and Cisco forever. What's wrong with you, Brittany? 
Or do you think Danny Trejo is going to scare? Do you think Danny Trejo is going to scare? Yeah, Danny Trejo is going to scare. Just because he's going to be like, oh, I'm out. Uh, Amy, you have any thoughts about a possible killer vibe ship? I have always viewed Cisco and Caitlin in the same way that I view Peggy and Jarvis. That's a good. That's a very, very good example. A strictly platonic marriage, basically. Or the same way, I guess. Like you know, there's the other like um. Uh, oh gosh. Uh, I just had it on the tip of my tongue, and other suggestions. You guys know what I'm talking about, like the the, the the strictly platonic relationships that are so in depth, that are so close and so tight that you know that they would die for each other, but there's no romance involved, and that's 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 special and real, I think, and mm. I think it's nice to have, and I really, I really, really, really hope nothing comes of it. I, I would it be amusing to see them like try it and then kiss once and be like, eh, no, that didn't work. Yes, I think that would be very entertaining because. <laughs> I, I, I think that'd be super cute to see is them like, I wonder if this is going to happen. And they like, no, like, oh, we made no. a mistake. <laughs> oh, it's terrible, terrible. I'm going to brush my teeth. Like, nope, nope, nothing. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and it's, it's. Yeah. I'm not saying I, I, I want it to happen. I'm saying if it happened, I'd be okay with it. But I totally, yeah, I totally get like the whole friend. Like, and I think it's important to like have, we have so few like good male female friendships that are not relationships on tv i think it's important oh. that it like stays that way also it put it on the cw because on the <laughs> cw everyone sleeps with everyone. cw we ship it oh. <laughs> they're not there to find CW, we ship them and them and them and them and them and them and them, and them. <laughs> I, <laughs> the other day i was i was writing um i was i i, I was i was creating characters in my head <laughs> fiction i'm writing and i was making up their names and i'm like okay how's the shipper name gonna work and i put the two names together i'm like no i can't do that i can't possibly name my characters that because the shipper name just doesn't work i wonder if for cw shows they write the characters and they name them based on whether or not <laughs> it comes out with a decent shipper name yes right? I, yes i think the guy who created barry island and i was 75 years ago was thinking hmm i wonder what good last <laughs> names i can give this so that it, i should make it well, <laughs> You know what happened when she didn't think about it for Peta and Katniss? Bad. Very bad. She did not plan the shipper name well enough. There's no good option. It's true. So that's why you have to plan your shipper names ahead of time. Pitness? I'm not (laughs) saying it. I'm not allowed to say it on this. I'm not. I can can believe the shipper name for Katniss. No, no, I left the Hunger Games behind after that. Crappy third installment. I'm sorry. Anyway, that... moving on. We got okay. we have real conversations to discuss. Yeah, we have. Um, can someone explain to me um, who Amunet is? I know we just talked about her a little bit, but I. I... Well, in the comic book, she is one of the rogues, and the rogue as in the Flash's rogues. And I think she, I believe, she was like the leader of the second generation of rogues. But the way they're doing it on the show, that she's kind of running this like underground network of metas i think because like she's like it's almost like she's like a businesswoman in some way almost like think did you watch season two of supergirl right mm-hmm. think roulette okay but maybe like a little more Kinda like, like fish mooney as long as she doesn't pull her eye out with a spoon, yes, that, 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 that's fine. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Although that fish movie is the best. But yeah, like she's kind of like a, she's a businesswoman. She's going to like be running 
stuff on there on that with some meta humanity i mean i would not be surprised if she is like one of the connecting dots with the rogues this season like you know if they once they all bring come together and so on and like we get some multiverse versions as well like i i mean i think that's kind of where they're going and that you know so that the, the thinker won't be the only villain like i don't think the thinker oh, hold on I don't believe the finger. I cannot say I think the finger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I believe that she is kind of like a secondary villain that might set up something for season five. But like, she's basically she's just like a steely boss. She runs like an underground black market of supervillains. It could be men and humans. It could be normal people who are just criminals. Um, and she will be she will appear in episode five called Girls Night Out. I'm stoked. Yeah, I, that strikes me as I don't know if anyone ever saw the X Men Evolution animated uh, series, but that, that strikes me. There's one episode where all the girls like put on shades and get in the jeep and go and save the day and use their powers, like Jean and Rogue. And oh my gosh, do you now remember, I want to see this? Do you, so remember, do you remember the episode? I really on... wish Katie Lotz could be in this in that episode. Oh, maybe she. Oh gosh, the, oh, it's like the only and... thing I need. Well, if they're doing a bachelorette yeah. party, like maybe she can like. Oh my gosh, she I, has I, to be I, there. I, Crap. I love did that I, plan. Did, did I just spoil? Wait, Amy. What do? You, wait, Amy. You know what the crossover plans are? Did you know they're getting Barry and I are getting married? Why? I know they're getting married. I, but was, I love the idea of like bachelorette am, party where they all have to save the day and like save the city, or the guys well, are at do a you bachelor party. Okay. Well, how about oh, it? Man. Here's something I think you will like. Do you remember the episode in Drunk Justice when all the ladies came together for uh, one of the female heroes' uh, bachelor bachelorette party with like it was Batgirl, Miss Marsh, and everyone. Mm-hmm. That was oh. I'm so excited Jinx is coming back, I'm just saying. Uh, no, but... Uh, sorry, now I'm giggling because Katie Sackhoff is coming to, to the show. And I, I haven't even seen Battlestar. I've only seen her in, like, Big Bang and then some of the episodes on Longmire or whatever and so on. But no, I'm... Okay, I'm getting excited now, yeah. You guys better not get sick that week because I need you both on that episode. If you're both gone that <laughs> week and you got this excited, I'm like, nope, I'm just going to wait till they come back. Um, let's talk about... We have a new friend to see then. Um... Amy, why did you write Andy, Andy, Andy long discussion? Because you were upset that you didn't have anything to discuss before that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you. I love you. Uh, season four is uh, introducing the Finker and the mechanic, and we got to see him in this episode, and uh, we got kind of a hint. We get a connection to that the Finker was behind Samuroid. To any non-comic book listeners, yes, I'm not kidding. That's the name of the android, Samuroid, in the comics. This is not just Cisco's name. This is a legit name, Samuroid. It sounds like a bad medical condition when you've had like bad food or something. Just putting it out there. And Amy, what did you think about the brief clips that we saw of the Finker and the mechanic? And did you get any bad flashbacks? Did you get any bad flashbacks to the 100? Because this was the same guy who did that thing, you know. Oh, I didn't realize that. Um, no, I, I. I'm interested to see where this character goes. I, I at first, and I'm this actually maybe it looked like the same set for where Damien Dark used to have his powwows. Oh, so I thought, I thought it was going to be Damien Dark. Uh, I'm like, oh my goodness, that's that's unexpected. I forgot about the Thinker being the main villain. I liked the twist that the samurai dude was an android. Uh, I enjoyed the the fact that this Thinker is playing and in things involved. Um, I was a little bit curious. To see if, and, and I guess, not see if, I, I, I guess the conversation is, um, do you guys agree, did I read read this right, or did I understand this right? It sounds to me like the the thinker 
intended for Barry to come back. Like he brought him back for a purpose. Is that correct? Do, do we all get the same thing on that? Yeah. He de- yeah, he def wanted Barry out of the Speed Force. Okay. And and also knew, somehow knew he was stuck in there in the first place. Which is what's very or, interesting. Or that he was, maybe, maybe did he know he was in the Speed Force or did he just want him to come I, back? I think he... He said, welcome home, Barry. Yeah, but I don't think he knew that he was in the Speed Force. Um, yeah, he just must, must have known he was missing. Yeah, but yeah, but she, I, I, I don't think he's, did he say welcome home, Barry, or Fly? I don't think he knew that Barry is the Flash. Baby, go on. Oh no, I I just I'm very interested to see how uh, things progress, and I'm excited. I'm glad it's not a speedster. What did you think of the design of the finger? What did he look like? Freaky. Yeah, he looked like a giant, like freaking octopus. He looked like Brainiac in a little bit, like from Injustice Two. Oh, he does. I I always forgot that he looks like that, so I was like surprised, but also like, oh man, he looks so cool. Like, I I don't know. I think it's just it's he looks like a comic book supervillain. Like, I love it. Like, he looks like he's that's what he's supposed to look like. No, but you you go on, and I will finish with my thoughts. No, I I just I like like I said before I like that they kind of you know revealed it at the end that we didn't, they didn't make us wait around you know oh what's like I like that they don't like they know that we know it's not a mystery I like that they just were like let's do this let's show them right away um, I liked the mechanic how she's cool and you know we don't really know too much about her yet um, but I hope we get to see a little bit more of, of their relationship and how they work together and stuff like that. And yeah, like we're just all excited to not see a speedster villain. So I think that's just like I'm just excited to see. Like if he already he already invented this like android who's gonna you know get Barry out of the speed force and can fly and do all this crazy stuff. Like if this is his first you know try, like it's gonna it can only go up from here. So it's gonna be really interesting to see what else he can do and make. And I'm excited. Yeah, I. Like, I was already so happy with this episode. By the time we got to this ending, I was, like, I was stunned by that they went this direction. Because I legitimately did not think they were going to give us this design. I thought that, no, they're just going to put him in, like, some green leather coat and he's going to look like a human or whatever. But then, we see the lair. We see, the, like, the big cube or whatever. And I'm like, this it, like I had a full-on nerdgasm. Like, I was like, because I... Because these things, they cost money. It's expensive to create these sets and effects and all those things. So, like, when I got to see, like, like this is as comic book y in a good way that the show can ever get, I think. We've seen Reverse Flash costume. We've seen Savitar's costume that they clearly borrowed from Michael Bay's uh, apartment or something because that's clearly a Transformers suit. We've seen Zoom suit. And it was just kind of refreshing to see that they really went comic book and I'm really and and I like what Brittany said that uh, we it's not gonna be a masked villain this season. It's kind of what it, it kind of feels like all the shows this season, like on Supergirl, on Arrow, and on Flash and Legends. There's no like we will know we know who the villains are. There, there's no like who's underneath underneath the mask. And then let's guess for 15 episodes coming up with the obvious answer. And then it was the obvious answer. And I am um, the mechanic. I'm I'm still intrigued if my theory that I pulled out a few weeks ago um, and just quick on like okay, so we know Elon Man is coming to the show and in the comic he has a very iconic love interest named Sue Dibney and 
I almost wonder if the mechanic is Sub Dibni and if this is what connects Long Man to the story of having to save the woman that's going to become his iconic love one day. Um, but yeah, I was so impressed by this. I'm so glad the Flash producers and the production office gave us this because that was one of the things I had low expectations of what the Finker was going to look like. Like, I'm sure like he, you know, he's going to be super smart and all these things, but I did not think we were getting this. It doesn't look, it doesn't look goofy. It looks terrifying. It looks creepy. It reminds me of Brainiac from Injustice. And, like, I could not have asked more than this. So, I'm excited to see what the Finger does. It was funny. I did see someone tweeted was just like, what was lying to me. It went by so quickly. But all I remember that person saying was that I'm, I cannot watch this dude again. I'm getting bad memories from when he killed Clark or whatever the name was. So, yeah, it was just funny that it was one person from the 100 fan of that noticed it was like, oh no, it's Titus or what his name was. But, um, okay, so one last thing that I want to touch on was um, when Barry was Cray <laughs> Barry, as we call them. I wonder if some of these random sentences will be relevant at some point because when he said, we will need more diapers, I freaked. Because basically what they were explaining was that Barry has been experiencing the Spirit Force like from the past, present, and future in an infinite loop. I think the Flash straight up gave us a nod to the Tornado Twins Barry and I are his future kids. Which is exciting. Just saying. Plus that way we might also get Bart Allen because one of Barry's kids is the father or mother of Bart Allen. I like that like pe- that they do those kind of like little Easter eggs because that's something like I didn't pick up on but I know a bunch of people did on Twitter and they're like, oh my god, this is crazy. And I was like, oh wait, that's cool. So those are always like fun. There's all nice callbacks to the pilot, by the way. There's old episodes, like uh, like iconic lines he said, said to Oliver, and then the pilot, and in other episodes. Um, Amy, did you think? What did you think of any of the? Was there any of the lines that stood out to you, besides the house uh, and bitch? <laughs> no, but I, I still, I, I, I'm, I like the idea of of the lines having coming from different times in Barry's life. Because if he lived in the Speed Force, he could basically have lived all moments in his life simultaneously. I would like that everything that he said at one point did happen, is happening currently, or is going to happen. So that if you were to look back and break down everything that he said, that theoretically you could find a plot for the rest of the season or the series or a future moment in his life, or look back and see things that were relevant. Um, So again, I, I, I really, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that those things that he said we're going to call back to, that we're going to see again, and it's going to become a crucial part of the the season. I agree. Don't you think that bitchin' line, that sounds like something <laughs> that HR would say. I was just listening to that, and I was just like, that sounds like an HR line. Like, I don't think it, I don't know, I don't think it will connect to him at all, but I was just like, this seems like something that HR would say. It kind of does, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know, he seemed too polite to me for to curse. Maybe. But um, any other final thoughts on uh, on this episode, ladies? Um, I'm just excited to see where the season goes. And again, I, I hope that they call back to Crazy Barry. I know that sounds weird, but I, I really, I really, really hope that that's not just a one-off situation that we get a chance to see more from here. And and hopefully things are a little bit more intricate the remaining part of the season. Brittany? 
Yeah, I think I think it was a good a first. Like it was a good first episode, and I think I mean I'm really excited to see Katie Sackhoff and some more baddies and see where we go from here. I agree with what my co-host just said, and um, yeah, I mean it, hopefully they do at least some callback or kind of reference Barry's crazy period in this episode. But to say that if they don't, I'm not gonna be too disappointed because I'm just ready to go back and have fun with the show again. And uh, but you know, I feel like because he he was rambling so much, it would be weird if they don't do anything with it. So like, I think it's one of those sentences was probably a key line of how to defeat the bow. I almost had sad. I'm like, no, thank God, I don't have to say that anymore. <laughs> but uh, we do have to. We have some feedback. A, a quick couple of tweets. Um, so, Brittany, do you want to read up what Twitter had to say about uh, the Flash season four premiere? Okay, let's see, Craig. R. MacD says, One thing that struck me I'd never really noticed before was how diverse the cast is, but seeing Iris, Joe, Wally, and Cisco in one shot made it clear. Also incredibly excited to hear that my favorite Flash villain, the Kilgore, will be showing up soon. At Christy Haley says, Iris being the leader, the way Barry snapped out to save her and Cisco and Caitlin's friendship was great. It all showed the cast's talent. At Marcellus Ear says, Great episode. Loved how differently Cisco and Iris dealt with their grief. Speed Force Barry was super interesting, and Joe knows best. Always. Uh, at Jen Devi says, Thought it was really well done. Enjoyed their different approach to Barry not being himself. Great to have the show back. Incognito1996. Great episode. Could feel the tone shift of the whole show, especially towards the end. The thinker looked so scary. At Chris Barnes Art. That was awesome. So glad Barry came back. Always there to rescue Iris. Rachel Eiley. Loved it. Glad Barry's back and ready to go. Portrayed all of the characters super well. Joe Hart. At Mari underscore West Allen. After Flashpoint, I was wondering if and how they'd be able to, but they did not disappoint. Clapping hands emojis. Loved the story. Grant's performance. Grant's performance was incredible as well as Candace's. I can't wait to learn more about the villain next week and how Samurai ties into it. I'm curious to know your thoughts on Barry forgetting everything from the Speed Force. Do you think, do y'all think he lied to them about what he's seen? Hmm, that's interesting. Do we think we, and then, do we think he lied to them? <laughs> I think he honestly doesn't remember or, like, that the Speed Force is protecting him or something, maybe. Like, there's something... I don't know. I don't think he lied. Maybe he did. I didn't, I didn't even consider that thought. But now I'm, like, thinking, like, maybe he did he lie? Like... Dun, dun, dun. Go on. <laughs> and then last one. At a babyish 14 says great opening to the season absolutely loved iris west as team leader it fits her perfectly cisco coming through for all of us like always looking forward to the rest of the season because this house is bitching <laughs> that's good <laughs> that needs to be an episode that needs to be a type of episode um i hope another podcast not you no know, we can be friends with them like another but there's another podcast is like the flash podcast that's like just called this house is bitching I mean, we. Can, I, mean, I mean, look, we can make a we can make a spinoff. I mean, I. I I'm That'll not be our podcast, our After Dark podcast. Yeah. Oh my god, that's genius. We okay. I'm I'm gonna start working on the logo and the theme music. <laughs> I'm gonna go change my uh, Wi-Fi password to "This house is bitching." I feel like that'd be a great. Like, what's your Wi-Fi password? You're like, this house is bitching. Wait, and that's now, what it sounds like. Well, if anyone is in the LA area and around Bernie's house, now you can use her Wi-Fi for free. <laughs> Yeah, I guess um, 
I guess the one we didn't talk. No, you know we did talk about it. Right, never mind. Uh, but that's gonna be it. We mostly a lot of um, positive response. I'm glad to see people were so happy with uh, with the premiere. I'm. Uh, it seems like all of us were happy too. I mean, obviously Andrew wasn't because he just rage quit it on us. No, I'm kidding. Andrew sadly <laughs> couldn't join join us again. His internet was dead, so we will have to catch up with him next week, uh, unless he gets sucked into sp- the Speed Force again. I mean. I mean, I don't, you know what they can do in Canada? They can do pretty crazy things down there. The Canadian speed force is not like the American one. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if they were like different kind, like international speed forces? That would be so hilarious. Um, but yeah. All right. So that wraps up our episode for today. But in case you guys want to follow us on the interwebs, you can find us on Facebook. Just search The Flash Podcast and on Twitter and Instagram at The Flash Podcast. I know, real original. We like to stick with the theme. You can also find us on Stitcher as well as iTunes. Please leave a review if you like listening to us. If you don't like listening to us, um, don't leave a review. Instead, <laughs> just listen to a different podcast because there's a whole bunch of podcasts in the DCTV Podcast Network. We have Supergirl Radio, Legends of Tomorrow Podcast, Titans Podcast, Gotham. Oh, gosh, what is it? Legends of Gotham, Quiver. There's a whole bunch of different podcasts. So any of the DCTV shows, if you watch that show, we got a podcast about it. It's dctvpodcasts.com. And uh, you can also find DCTV Podcasts on Twitter and Facebook as well. Andy, where can everybody find you personally on the interwebs? Well, people can find me on my public Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages, all at Andy Park, just simple as that. I am also a co-host of Titans Podcast, which I co-host with um, with Kat from Little Tomorrow Podcast with Amy G, um, who goes by Amy Awesome on Twitter with a zero. But uh, so we have, uh, yeah, we because she's she's fun that way, and also with Corinne and. Um, what else do I do? I also run the mobile port, uh, which uh, where Brittany also works at, and uh, for all things related to the Marvel Universe. And I also currently writing reviews and editorials at The Fanatic, and um, including The Flash, Arrow, Inhumans, Gifted, and so on. Might have some some fun news to share, hopefully soon, but I'm not going to promise anything on air. Just keep an eye out on my Twitter. And, um, yeah, I'm just otherwise I'm just... Um, Running the DC Podcast Network. And Brittany, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Kinda Movie Snob, K I N D A Movie Snob, and you can find me writing for Screen Rant or The Marvel Report. And you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy underscore Marie 97, as well as the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, which is on Twitter, Legends underscore podcast. We are so excited to be back because. Legends is awesome this season and we're super stoked to talk about it uh, so you can hear Kat Morgan and I talking about that uh, later this week and yeah that's going to be it for this week's episode of the Flash Podcast if you also want to find Andrew you can follow him at Andrew B. Dice where you can find all his oh, that's right Andrew he ain't here he ain't getting no plugs <laughs> yeah he, he loved he loves the wrong season of Buffy that's the punishment he gets from me no plugs uh, no I'm kidding Andrew is awesome we're sorry that his internet cut out but that's going to be it for this week's episode of the Flash Podcast guys thank you so much for listening and also we're not going to be doing a spoiler session anymore uh, on the podcast so if you don't like hear us talking about the trailer next week's episode that's because we're not really doing it anymore this season because it's just we don't have much to say about it anyway and I thought you know what I've been doing it for three years maybe it's time to like <laughs> well let's just say that I had a conversation with my co-host and the the answer became very clear 
on what they felt. So I'm like, you know what? We're gonna, we're gonna stop doing that. But if you guys want to see the trailer for the episode and the photos and the description, just head over to flashbacks.com. We have it all up there for you. You can leave comments in the comment section and say what you, your predictions, your thoughts. There is an incredibly hilarious shot of Barry in that trailer. You guys will just die over. So just head over to flashbacks.com to see it. We're back. Season four. So. We'll be back with another episode next week. So thank you so much for listening. And from all of us here on the Flash Podcast, I'm Andy B. I'm Amy Marie. And I'm Brittany. And we'll see you next time on the Flash Podcast. Mm-hmm.